Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 25, which we're recording on Tuesday, December 11th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And she is wearing something very pretty. I must hear her describe it. <laughs> well, you, you're you quite familiar with this I project. I do know this sweater, yes. Gail also knit one. I am knitting a... It's wearing. a short... Oh, yes. I am wearing <laughs> a short sleeve open front cardigan... I guess it's a cardigan, kind of a vest, very short sleeves, called cassis, which is, well, I guess I just described it. It's tunic length, though, and I am wearing mine with a little belt, and it is almost a vest the way I wear it, because I wear it with a, I have, right now I have a long sleeve t-shirt underneath it, and it's it's just long, comfy, slouchy. I love the garment. I love the style. And the yarn is beautiful, which is have, abstract fibers. Uh, yes, yes, and that's what I have to say. The, the, for me, the star of this garment really is the yarn. I love, love, love this yarn, which is, as Gail said, is from abstract fibers. It is called Alto. And I'm look, I went to look at the yarn page on Ravelry this morning, and they describe it as a sport weight, which... I was kind of surprised about because I knit mine to a worsted weight, but I do remember when I bought mine that it was, there was something that was different about this version of Alto. I remember the abstract fiber folks telling me that either this version was superwash and the permanent version was not going to be superwash or, or the opposite, opposite, something like that. So I think this base might be a slightly different base than the one that is currently being produced. I bought mine several years ago. So mine may have been just a little bit heavier gauge. I'm not sure. Cause Do you know the name of that colorway? It is so pretty. Let me see if I wrote it down. To try to describe it, I would have to call it a blend of jewel, pinks, and purples. And it is called Plum. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and it's very, very nice. Like I said, to me, the yarn is the star of this garment. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a tonal variegated yarn. It's not, it has different tones of the same color, but mm -hmm. not different colors, mm -hmm. I would say. It's just and gorgeous. The garment does have very slight lace and rib patterning in the front. And, and it's, down the center of the back, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's not too much. So the yarn still shines through yeah it really does it's a I great love combination it. love 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 the yarn and gail what are you wearing it's funny because you and i are pretty much opposites she's wearing oh. <laughs> a black long sleeve shirt underneath her plum colored oh, sweater which is a vest style yeah i am wearing my black cow necked vest <laughs> with a pink long sleeve shirt underneath it so it's, it's almost like we're mirror images yeah. of each other in different colors yep so, Cal Neck Vest by Cecily Glawick McDonald by the Knit Red in the Knit Red book. Yes. Or is it Stitch Red? Those are the ones I keep. Those I, I think get the campaign is Stitch too. Red. The book is the book Knit is Red, Red, I think. That makes sense. So, I am wearing mine very happily now that I have sewn down the button band. So, the only thing I didn't like about the sweater was the fact that even though it's not tight, it would pucker at the buttons so basically oh, the right. button band would gap between each button which i didn't like at all so which i sewed mine down and mine i love it now too. so um that was charlene's brilliant idea which i shamelessly copied <laughs> and yes i love it it's i will definitely knit another one of these. i think i will 100%. too i have been looking for another yarn and now that i think about it that imperial ranch yep, exactly. yarn would be a good candidate for it so I knit mine with Madeline Tosh Erin, E-R-I-N, yarn, which is no longer being offered by Madeline Tosh, but that base is from Imperial Stock Ranch, and they still do offer the yarn, just not with the Madeline Tosh dyed colors. So basically, Charlene would be using the same base I knit mine in, offered from a different dyer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It does. And I'm going to re-knit mine in some Erin I still have in stash, which we'll talk about later in the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to think about that because I, when I saw that yarn at the store last time, at, at, a, at a store where I was shopping out with my 
mom and my sister. A couple she goes weeks yarn ago. shopping without me. Can you guys believe that? <laughs> she went without me, but that's okay. Well, that's because you shop a lot online. Oh, that's true. I do. Gail and I have different shopping styles because Gail buys a good percentage of her yarn online. That's because I have no self-control. <laughs> I can't wait until I go shopping. Whereas I just cannot bring myself to do that. I need to see it. Yarn is just too, I don't know, it's tactile and it's visual. And to fall in love with it, I think I need to feel it as well as see it. I don't know. That's don't good, know. though. That makes you a more discriminating <laughs> yarn I'm buyer and knitter. I am extremely picky. That's the other reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I always used to think I was picky, but I do buy a lot of yarn. <laughs> so. so it's just different shopping styles. Am I blushing? I <laughs> no. Like blushing. <laughs> no, just different shopping styles. That's all. So Imperial Stock Ranch could be a candidate for you to for knit this me for a, a second, second version. Well, yes. it would be a different, almost a different look to the same knit because you knit the first one in Malabrigo Rios, right? right? Which is a drapier right. style. So yeah. this would be a more, I don't want to say firm because it doesn't sound like the right word. It would be. Structural, maybe. Well, it's a different kind of fabric. Exactly. So the yarn is much more lofty. So it's a different... And not as compressed. You could knit the same pattern with a different yarn and get an almost entirely different Different garment. results. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I'm really happy with mine being as structural as it is. So, for example, the cowl part, it doesn't stand up on its own. We're convinced that no. in the pictures, for the <laughs> yeah, pattern itself, they must have... Yeah, we can't... We think the they used cowl go- got a little help yeah. for the cardboard. <laughs> bamboo sticks or something because to we hold it up. cannot figure out what kind of yarn would stand up like that <laughs> yeah, but my collar does stand up i'm i'm happy with the way it's mine drapes up, so. the same way though okay. i mean that's just it you fold it over and kind of bunch it and i'm it, it's very warm and i'm happy with it, it it's not at all a detra- a detracting element of, of the sweater, sweater. Yeah. i i quite like it and i'm very happy with it and I do have to add, we're both wearing black pants. I'm leggings. She's more like yoga pants with our Ugg boots, too. So we really are <laughs> very similarly dressed We today. are. Okay. So what are you stalking? What am I stalking? Well, you will hear about a sweater that I am knitting in a little bit. And this particular sweater has a yoke that is knit circularly rather than a raglan. So it's knit from the top down, but it's a different style. It doesn't have the raglan increases along the arm line. Like the a yoke or the whole the whole yoke is knit circularly. So it's kind of like those Elizabeth colorwork? Zimmerman sweaters and colorwork sweaters. Okay, that's yeah. What I'm I was gonna mention that where the increases come all the way around. Like your owl sweater almost. Like the owl yeah. sweater, yes. And so I, I'm having fun, and I had fun, and it was interesting to knit the increases differently and play with the different construction. And so, of course, now I'm looking at other similar sweaters that have that similar circular yoke construction, namely the colorwork sweaters. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of them that Gail and I have talked about before. One of them was... That sweater from November Knits, the Trefoil, Trefoil Cardigan by Gundren Johnston. That's high up in my queue right now. Yeah, and I still love that sweater. I thought it had some really nice modernizing touches, the little pockets, the little pocket linings that we mentioned that we love. And then the other one is Chickadee by Isolde T. That's a cute one, too. Which is another one that has been on my radar ever since I bought the Little Red book. That's so, a heavier weight yarn, right? Isn't that sport weight? I don't remember. I think it might I be think fingering. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it's sport and I think, or maybe I'm thinking of her L'Oreal pattern. I haven't gotten to the yarn stocking ah, okay. portion yet. <laughs> it's still kind of in the pattern stuff. What about paper dolls? Yeah, that one too. That one's also been on my radar. For a long time. Yeah. That's another yoke, color work yoke yeah. sweater that Charlene has admired for a long time. Yeah. So another one that I've been looking at is a really simple pullover sweater with a circular yoke. And it is a free, I hesitate to call it exactly a pattern. 
She calls it, the author calls it a recipe. And it's the eyelet yoke sweater. And it is on Ravelry. The pattern is not, there's a link on Ravelry. So the pattern is not available on Ravelry. It rather links to the author's website where she has this little, what she calls a recipe. And it's kind of like an Elizabeth Zimmerman. Now you need to do this. And now you need to do this. She gives you a lot of it. There are specific called out instructions. She'll tell you how many increases to do. A lot of the older Elizabeth Zimmerman patterns didn't do that. They just said increase to this many stitches. And she didn't necessarily tell you how many stitches. Because it's a percentage. Yeah, between increases. Whereas this pattern does. But the thing about this pattern is she just published what she did for herself. So it is only in that size. the one size. Right. So if you want to change that size, then you will need to maybe use a percentage system or just do the math, figure it out up or down. So I'm kind of looking at that. Who's the designer? The designer is, let me scroll back up. It says PBK. I don't think I've ever seen that sweater before. <laughs> Hearing me say that, you'd think I thought. You oh, would here. think I believed I've seen every sweater on Ravelry. <laughs> the website says PBK, but the designer's name is Courtney Spanghauer. Hmm. Gives me something to go look at. Yeah. And there's a few a few projects to look at as well different kinds of yarn and so i'm just it's kind of a theme right now looking at the circular circular yoke sweaters <laughs> got it <laughs> how about you what are you stocking so i'm stocking a couple specific things first is the samovar cardigan by laura chow oh i remember that i one. love it it's another we've talked all about over that lace. one a long time yes, ago yes we have Not a long time. we've talked it's about yeah that she, one, I, I think it came out I don't know, no more than five or six months ago. Was it in a collection? Yes. Yeah. And a collection. I think all I, of them I loved, I think, I think in the I collection. I liked that one. That one. There was one other I really liked almost as much as Samovar. But Samovar is an all-over lace button-up cardigan, and it has long sleeves, and it's just very pretty. I really like it. And with my all-over lace tendencies, it's high on my radar, and I think I even have stash yarn I can use for it, Ooh. which makes it that more appealing. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, that's high up on the list of stocking. And there are a lot of finished projects, and it's a very pretty sweater. The other things I'm stocking are based on a recent yarn acquisition. I saw yarn on Ravelry by an indie dyer called Stimpy Lab, S-T-I-M-P-Y Lab, all one word. And she does some amazing color work yarn that I uh, don't know if I'm going to try to describe it. It has lots of different colors with white also, so the colors really pop. And she has speckles of colors in it. So, well, what that reminds me of, there are a lot of Koigu colorways that have speckles. Oh, yes. So it reminds me a little bit of that. Not not exactly. The, the one skein that you showed me, was a lot less speckly than, than less speckly than the Koigu colorways that I have seen. Okay. I uh, haven't seen a lot, so there may be one similar, but that's what it reminds okay. me of. The only Koigu I've ever seen in person is that used by my good friend, Louise, who lives in France. She oh. has quite an extensive Koigu collection, and she has knit many, many things with Koigu stripes. Very beautiful yarn. So back to the Stimpy Lab yarn, though, I purchased one skein in a DK weight and one skein in a fingering weight, and I have been stalking different projects to knit the yarn into, but because of the variegation in the yarn, and I'm someone who doesn't usually like variegated yarn, so this is like, <laughs> woohoo, first it's Pink Bow and now it's Stimpy Lab. <laughs> so I'm trying to find something where the colors can really shine through so there isn't some kind of busy patterning involved. And for the fingering weight skein, which is in the color Saguro, 
I think I'm going to knit the Aurora Australis shawl by Melinda Vermeer, and she gifted that pattern to me a few months ago, and I think I have enough yarn to make it work. I'll oh, have yeah. to not do quite as many pattern repeats, but okay, you guys, everybody hold on to your seats. The whole body is garter stitch. <laughs> so what did I say in the last episode, how I really dislike knitting garter stitch? So as I was looking over the pattern again last night, I was thinking, oh, do I really want to do this? But instead well, of them being short vertical stripes, they're long horizontal stripes. <laughs> Not stripes, oh. but um, the pattern is knit in long horizontal rows, rows as opposed to up and down vertical. Oh, I see. So I think okay. it will be less tedious for me in that <laughs> direction. And I really, the other thing that I've determined after wearing my pendulum shawlette the other day, I love garter stitch fabric. Oh, you do? Because it's so squishy. Yeah. I don't like the look of it in a sweater. Okay. But I love the feeling of the fabric in oh. a small See, I do too. Garment. That's, it's so squishy, it's squishy. and comfortable yeah. and warm. There's more yarn in the How same space. If, if you, yes, that's exactly it. If you knit a 4x4 stockinette, stockinette swatch and a 4x4 garter stitch swatch, you'll use more yarn in the garter stitch. Right swatch than you would the stockinette switch hence the squishiness right so i've determined because i like the fabric especially in a smaller garment like a shawlette this would be the perfect combo of pattern and yarn so that is my plan and i plan to begin that today or tomorrow and i will be test driving a pair of signature needles that we will be reviewing in our next episode Yay. so all sorts of exciting things happening with this one little project <laughs> And the pink decay weight skein of this yarn that I acquired, which is called Flamingos. And for people who know me, they know I love flamingos. I saw the name of the yarn and I thought, okay, well, this is a sign. <laughs> there is a cowl called Ablaze by the designer, Andrea Rangel, and it is a colorwork cowl. And I think it would be beautiful if I can find the right contrast oh, okay. for the yarn. And yeah. I think the contrast has to be a dark gray or black, like an onyx, yeah. to make the pinks really pop. Yeah. So I'm scoping that out as a potential too. A blaze has been in my queue for at least two years. And then the new cowl that just went into my queue this weekend is called Hexagon by Mademoiselle C. And it's a brand new cowl. She just released the pattern this weekend. And it has an interesting color work main part of the cowl that's not herringbone and it's not linen stitch. It's just really pretty. And I was thinking that that's another thing that the pink Stimpy Lab yarn might be good for. Mm -hmm. But again, I need to find a contrasting color to make it work. Right, so right. those two, the <clears throat> excuse me, hexagon and a blaze cowls are high up on the list for what to do with my pink Stimpy Lab yarn. <laughs> the only problem is I had told myself I want to knit from patterns already in my library. Right. And of course, Seguro, <laughs> Ablaze, and Hexagon, none are of the three new. are in my <laughs> pattern library. So I'm still like waffling on those. And don't flamingos have black beaks they and black do. legs? They have. So, yeah. No, their legs aren't black, They're but not. the underside okay. of their wings. Oh, okay. They have part I, of their wings. When I think are, about those not the underside, part of their wings of are black. Flamingos in flight, I seem to remember. There is black. Yes, it's in their them. wings. Okay. And that, one of my favorite visual memories in France, actually. I was, I running. was thinking of that. Yeah, I was running and I was having an emotionally difficult time and I was out for a run and I got to run past a lagoon where there were flamingos there every single day. And it was just like magical to be able to run past <laughs> these amazing birds. That is. And seeing them in the water versus seeing them in flight is night and day. In the water, they're still amazing creatures but when they're in flight their colors are just so yeah. dramatic and i was running home and i was in a bad mood and all of a sudden one of my favorite songs came on my mp3 player and i looked up and they were right over my head and they were flying in this gigantic circle and i think they stood there for 10 minutes until oh, they finally flew away amazing. and i couldn't see them anymore and yeah. it was it that's was amazing. it was one of those kind of like you're getting a message in the right. world that everything's right. going to be okay you know, I had the, the music on the whole time the birds were overhead. It's a mood-altering moment. It really was. It was, I don't want to say it was life-changing. That's a bit extreme. That's but why I said mood-altering, yeah. yes. It was definitely a an amazing moment. And 
That inspired the blanket that I crocheted in France called... I remember that. I said Merci de Flamant Rose, which is thank you to the flamingos. Oh. And I used the Kauni yarn mm-hmm. in a pink color changing right. with a black border right. to pull in the black from yeah. their feathers. And yeah, so I have a huge smile on my face just thinking about it. <laughs> she does. So anyways, that's what I'm stocking. So next segment, what are you knitting? Okay. So as I mentioned a circular knit sweater. It's a pullover sweater and it's called Pull Me Over by Andrea Black. Yay! You stocked it for weeks and now I you're did. It. I stocked it for weeks and Andrea was very sweet. Right after I purchased the pattern, she sent me a message saying, Thank you for buying my pattern. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was really best. nice. She's I thought great. that was very nice. So I am knitting this one. I am knitting it in that merino stretch which I purchased coming right off of Knitting Merino Stretch for my Dragonflies jumper. You're addicted. I'm Well, I it's a discontinued yarn, so I need my addiction needs to stop here. But I did <laughs> buy this uh, pale blue. It's, it's actually a denim blue. From the pictures, oh. I thought it was going to be more of a pale blue, but I'm much happier with it being a pale denim yeah that's much more your color it's right there in that back there i'll bring it over yeah (laughs) but i'll bring it over later and oh good that's much more your color it is oh good it is and i'm very happy with it having a lot of fun knitting this sweater the whole body of the sweater is knit in the same pattern rib so i'm last few nights i've just been knitting in the round in this ribbing pattern which is great, easy, and I think I'm very close to the bottom of the sweater. Yay! Yeah, so I'm very happy with So that. you'll still have sleeves to go? I will have sleeves to go. And are you doing long sleeves? I am going to make it long sleeves. Very nice. Because I got 10 skeins of this yarn, so I might as well max out mm-hmm. what I have and exactly. use it for this whole sweater. And also because I want it to be a, a winter pullover i think i may be tempted to in the spring make a short sleeve version as well because there are there are short sleeve versions on ravelry three-quarter sleeve long sleeve and they're all quite nice it i like all the looks yeah, my friend Inez did both a short and long sleeve version, oh, I believe, and they were both okay. very pretty. Yeah, and there are so many great yarns. There are so many people that used Madeleine Tosh vintage or DK, and I could be very tempted to make a version <laughs> in that yarn I as could be well. convinced to do that. <laughs> I'm... Frustrated that I haven't had as much time for knitting on this sweater as I would like because I feel everybody, well, there are a lot of comments. People say that, wow, this sweater just knits up so fast. And I think that I've been slower and I should have been able to knit it faster, but we've been busy with basketball games and holiday Holiday events. Well, and your sister was here for her visit. That's right. That's been in the last... Since we Since recorded, we recorded last, right. yeah, my sister was here for a visit, so I was up at my parents for a few days. That's when I did the yarn shopping with them. Without me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. I, it I'm seems like you really actually you have this. knit that up pretty quickly because you couldn't have cast on before that Sunday after we recorded last, which was only a little over a week ago. And okay, you've already maybe. finished almost the entire body. That's pretty quickly. I guess it is. Yeah. Put it, it just, in perspective. Time is moving that. slowly because of all the things right. going on in our lives. That's what <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the other thing that I am knitting is a moldy oldie. I pulled, <laughs> pulled it out from the stash. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not moldy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but I started this sweater back in March and I did talk about it in very early episodes of our podcast and then when the weather got warm it just went into hibernation because it is a super large jacket garment made out of a yarn that is half alpaca so 
Very large and very warm. And it is the traveling sweater. Yay! Which you may or may not remember. It is a pattern written by A. Karen Alfke. And the pattern is originally sold by Blue Moon Fiber Arts. And I bought the yarn, or I bought the pattern from them at A. Stitches West. Right. They did not have the yarn for the garment at the show because so many people I probably think sold out yeah I think so I think perhaps that they did originally but we were there on Friday so they must not have had very much of it there was a run (laughs) on it perhaps perhaps so I am knitting mine in a different yarn Barocco Ultra Alpaca Light which Honestly, I cannot say enough good things about I love this yarn. It's 50%, 50 per, yeah, 50% wool and 50% alpaca. It's been wonderful to knit with, but I just my sweater just went into hibernation because I couldn't knit on a big huge sweater once the weather got warm. Well, and then your <laughs> arms started to bother you too, so it's probably a good thing you put that one down. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Kind of a heavy thing to hold on to, I would think. Yeah. That's, I mean, a lot of that it's too. resting in your lap, keeping yeah. you warm. But... And see, but that's what it is. It's in my lap right now because I have taken it out in the last couple of days. I bound off the last skein, and I have about, well, 25 gazillion ends to weave in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, slight exaggeration. Lots of ends to weave in. And the sweater is so big. It has a big collar that comes down really almost to your elbows when you're when you're wearing it perfectly so folded flat. At, yeah, folded at the neck, folded back at the yeah, neck, and it when drapes down. As, like a shawl collar. Right. When you're wearing it flat. But most people don't wear it flat. They wear it kind of bunched up. As a cowl, there are even pictures of some people pinning it closed as a cowl. You can wear it uh, straight, and it looks quite nice. It just looks like an oversized shawl collar. Some people have, in the pattern picture, one woman is actually putting it over her head like a hood. Mm -hmm. And the name Traveling Sweater refers to that series of books. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yes, thank you. Where these pants looked great on four different women with all different body shapes and the sweater has the same sort of magical quality that everybody who tried on the sweater at stitches loved it so here we go and my version is hopefully on its way i hope to finish weaving in these ends so that i can wear it this winter yay yeah that's very exciting yeah so those are my two things that I am working on. What are you working on? Okay, so I'm still knitting my stripy scarf, which is what I, it's going to take me a long time probably to finish it because I only knit on it during meetings when I'm on the phone, which haven't been happening that often. And if we're in the car, which hasn't been happening that often, (laughs) or podcasting. So it's gotten quite long, but it still has a ways to go. So I still love this project. And I'm also knitting I cast on for this on Sunday evening, the Miette cardigan, which is by Andy Sunderland, I believe her name is. I forgot to look up her last name. I remember that pattern. It's really, really cute. It is a free pattern on Ravelry. I think it is a cropped cardigan. It has quite a lot of projects. Yes, it it? does. It has a lot of projects, and I will tell you why because it's an awesome knit. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, great. It's a cropped cardi button up front, three quarter sleeve. And it has an eyelet little pattern along the fronts next to the button bands and along the top of the collar and the bottom before the ribbing at the bottom of the sweater. And I cast on Sunday night and it is now Tuesday morning. So I knit on this, no, maybe I cast on Saturday night. So I knit on it for three nights, I think. And the body of the sweater is almost done. Wow. And it's a cropped cardigan. So you know, <laughs> that's kind of cheating, but still it is 
so fast. And it's so great because I'm using my merino stretch yarn. That stuff is so awesome to knit with. It is nice. Oh, I love it. It's so stretchy and squishy. and Oh, it's heavenly. I'm in love with it. I was already (laughs) trying to find more D-stash the other day, but... Like you said, it's been discontinued, yeah. so we have to wean ourselves. Yeah, exactly. But loving that sweater, knit, the way it's knitting. Hopefully it looks good on me. I don't know about the cropped look on my body necessarily. I'm going to knit it a little bit longer. Yeah, you've got enough yarn to, For make, sure, it to make it longer too. Yeah. Didn't you buy 10 skeins? Also correct. Mm-hmm. And she does have instructions in there for how to make it longer, repeat oh, rows okay. 70 through okay. 80, and it adds about two inches. Oh, nice. So what I decided to do was knit that section of 10 rows one more time and to increase a couple stitches because I have kind of a higher waist and if I wanted to hit at the top of yoga pants for example I'll have to knit it a little longer and I don't want it I want it to have room to go wider over my hips so there you go (laughs) so I'm loving that knit really really loving it so the stripey scarf that was my stomach if you could hear it the stripy <laughs> scarf and the miette sweater that's all i'm knitting and i'm perfectly happy with that great yeah compared to last episode when i was you knitting had, seventeen thousand yes. projects so. well you must have finished some of them. i absolutely <laughs> did <laughs> so what have you finished well what have i finished i've only finished small things very small things me too i've finished two Felted squares in garter stitch. <laughs> there are my new pot holders. I was just stash busting with those. I finished a dish scrubby, which I crocheted when I was up at my parents' house visiting my sister. And that was also a stash busting project because I had this one skein of hemp that oh. has been in my stash for years and years and years. It was an incorrect weight that was in a kit that I bought years ago. And so I called the manufacturer of the kit and I said, there's one skein in here that's the wrong weight. And she said, oh, just keep it and I'll send you out another one. So I didn't purchase that one skein. It was, it's just been here. (laughs) A hanger on her. Yes. And I, I don't know what I was saving it for, but hemp is really great for kitchen scrubbies because it's got a little bit of, oh, what do you want to say? It's, it's a little rough. So it's good coarse. for coarse. It's coarser. So it's good for washing dishes. Nice. So that went to that, that hemp yarn went to the dish scrubby. And then I also finished a beanie for a friend's birthday. So just lots of little things. And did you like his beanie? You know, he didn't open gifts because we were at a restaurant, so oh, I haven't, you haven't heard, heard back from him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a simple little thing, and I know he wears things like that, and I know he's also headed to a cold climate for the holidays, so uh-huh. hopefully he'll be able to use it. <laughs> Excellent. And what about you? What have oh you finished? My goodness, I have finished she's seven got, things. She's got a pile of things I do. on the table. <clears throat> so I went hat crazy since our last podcast, and Charlene recommended the pattern Hermione Hearts Ron. Oh, I the love hat that pattern. Hat. So she love talked it, about that it, when it. we talked about our favorite holiday knits. And I love this pattern. Oh my goodness gracious. It was such a fun knit. I made mine a little shorter because I was afraid I'd run out of yarn. So it's more like a child size. Super cute. It's a great, great pattern. It's a free pattern and it's by Christy Christy Aylesworth. Is that how she pronounces it? Aylesworth? I, you know, I don't know for sure. That's how I pronounce it. (laughs) But it has cables and lace and the pattern is so easy to memorize that you pretty much just go, go, go. And then at the top, the way that she did the decreases is awesome it's like this Isn't cute little nice? four petaled flower at yeah. the top of the hat so it's super super cute very very happy with that i will knit many more of those hats and i just want to say that it's a hat that hermione granger wore right in one of the harry potter movies and there are several patterns out there of people who are trying to replicate this hat and when i was looking for them I don't remember why, but this one caught my eye the most, and I agree with Gail. It's just a great little pattern. It is. It was a really, really fun knit, and really fast knit, too. 
because basically after our last podcast, I realized I needed to knit three more hats in order to complete my 12 hats for charity goal. And I pulled out one of my skeins of the Red Heart Soft Acrylic. And we received a book to review, which we'll be reviewing, (coughs) excuse me, in January of next year. And it's called French Girl Knits Accessories. And it's by Christine Griffith Grimes, Griffin, Griffith Grimes, something like that, sorry. And there was a hat in it that caught my attention immediately called Tulip. And it has little ear flaps with little tassels at the ends of the ear flaps. And that's what I cast on first. I cast it on that day when I got home, I think. And I was having so much fun knitting it that I wasn't paying attention to how long it was getting. (laughs) (laughs) If you look on my project page, my daughter Josie modeled for me that day. And I had her pull it up straight up in the air and let go of it. And it sticks like eight inches off the top of her head. So instead of doing the ear flaps, I just am calling it a very slouchy hat. Yeah. So it, it be works a for that. She had, or they could even fold it up if they wanted. Yeah, Although not not so much. But yeah. I loved the pattern. I was really happy with it. This okay. So I knit up two leap in about one point six nights. So I don't know. For me, that's probably five or six hours of knitting. Then I immediately cast on for Hermione Hearts Ron, and I finished that in fewer than six hours. That was that yeah, fast that of a one's knit. A quick. Then I pulled out some of my other Red Heart yarn that needed to be knit up, and I knit the Lignon hat by Jennifer Kessler. Wow, And this is another free pattern, and it's a color work hat. So you start with one color at the bottom, and you knit ribbing, which you then provisional cast on. So you knit the ribbing, and then you change to the contrast color, and knit some more ribbing, and then you knit them together, so you have a doubled brim. Then there's a Latvian braid that separates the ribbed brim from the color work. And I'm not too thrilled with the combination of colors I picked oh, because see, you can't, I, I can't like really them. see the pattern so much. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying because they're kind of, there's not a, one that's lighter or darker than the other. Yeah. But I do like the colors together. I like the colors together, yeah. but you can't really see that it's yeah. a snowflake, snowflake pattern. So see, it's yeah. pretty, but you can't see the pattern. And I have to tell you guys, another lesson I learned now in 2012, <laughs> don't do color work with acrylic yarn. It doesn't have <laughs> enough stretch. So uh, it doesn't, I mean, I'm trying to show it to Charlene right now. It yeah. almost looks like ribbing where there are big sections of each color compared to the other because it doesn't stretch the way a natural um, fiber stretches. So, but I highly recommend the pattern. It's a beautiful hat. It will be another great charity hat. So I knit that one again in less than two full nights of knitting. Mm-hmm. So in less than one, two, three, four, I don't know, in five days or so, I finished three charity Your hats. hat challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so I was super, super happy with them because they're all super cute, almost all free patterns, and they're just cute. Great. So what else did I finish? I finished the Wooly Wormhead Mystery Knit Along Hat that I was talking about in the last episode. So I which... have to ask, did you, did you peek? Did I peek? Well, last time we recorded we talked about the hat oh peek at the picture and you said you might peek at the pictures. i absolutely (laughs) did i went home that very day and peeked at the pictures because she had released the pattern that day yeah the pattern is called in circle and i love it it's really 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 cute and my hair is a mess so it's probably not going to look very cute on but i'm modeling it for charlene (laughs) i had one more of these really big coconut shell buttons Uh that has a flower print on it that looks really cute with it and I knit it in one of my new favorite yarns, which is the Juicy Sport Base by Candy Skein Yarns. Super happy color, and I just love the hat. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk more about Candy Skein Yarns later because she's offering you guys a discount coupon code <laughs> to use for the mis- or for the self-indulgent knit-along. So that's hat number four that I finished since our last podcast. I also cast on and finished a pair oh, of the Garter Stitch Knits by Yasolda that Charlene had knit. 3.5 pairs Do you like in our them? last podcast. Yes, I knit these for my dad for Christmas, and my mom tried them on and is convinced they will fit him. So these are the bigger of the two sizes. Yay. And I knit mine with um, Liberty Wool. Is that Classic Elite? Yes. Which I love. It's is a it? great yarn. That is really I nice. I really like and it. It's really soft and squishy, and I will knit with that yarn again for I, sure. I think I'm going to knit a couple pairs of those for with that yarn. men for Christmas, and I think I'm going to use the same yarn. Yeah. And you only used one skein. Oh, 
I had to break out my second skein skein. nine rows from the end. Okay. So again, I knit the bigger size. So if you knit the smaller size, you could easily do it with one with skein one of the skin. yarn. But I want to knit, knit few. If you cast on fewer stitches and make them shorter, a little shorter, you could also do it in one skein. Or just maybe a short, a short pair and a long pair from two skeins. Oh, that that would work like too. That. Yeah, I actually think I knit one in a bigger size needle than the other. My dad will never notice, but I, oh. I think I did. I think you did. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll okay. get three skeins, and then I can make two pairs. Yeah, you could easily do that. I'll do that. For sure. So, what am I up to? I got four hats, garter stitch mitts. Oh, I finally finished Max's softie. Oh, the what? Daphne and Delilah monster. I it's finally finished it. episode of Tiny Projects. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I also finished the other mitts I was knitting when I talked about them oh, on the last okay. podcast, which was... I can now tell you what they were. They were oh, the commuter. You gifted them. Correct. I, okay. I gifted them in a swap. They were the commuter mitts, which I also knit a pair for my daughter. And again, loved the. I loved knitting the pattern. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. And the second pair I knit, I used Madeline Tosh DK Twist in the oak colorway, and I knit them for my friend Marianne. And she has since received them and loves them. Oh, so, great. Yay! It's been like my, my two weeks of finishing a bunch of stuff, so I'm super happy with that. Yay. All right. So we have a feature segment this week, don't we? Yeah. Okay. Did you want to introduce it? We want to talk about our knitting oops. <laughs> and Uggs, we talked about using the word Uggs to describe it. And we were hesitant about using the word Uggs because we talked about Uggs I in the last podcast. I didn't want to use the word Uggs since the word Ugg appears on projects on Ravelry when you... The status. The status. If you pick the sad face. That's what my, some of mine are going to be. Yeah, though. and that's fine. I just didn't want to use that word. So we'll call it... <laughs> I didn't want to confuse so, it. Yeah, I some of mine are actually going to be categorized that way. So Yeah. Which, unfortunately. That's, that's totally fine. But mostly for me, what I categorize as my oops, it's things that I knit and never wear. Mm-hmm. And then why do we never wear it? So what's your first thing that you knit... <sighs> You never wear, or are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk. You're going to talk about the thing that you knit that never got to the point of wearing because it's it's an UGG. (laughs) My shoulders are are slumped. She is. Her whole demeanor just drooped. (laughs) You guys may have noticed I stopped talking about my opposite pole sweater. I went from very very excited and talking about it to not talking about it. That's because it is officially an UGG, and it will become ripped. I didn't rip it before today because I wanted to show it to Charlene. But then she started ripping it almost immediately when she sat down. I did. (laughs) And I would still be ripping it right now, except I need to remove the three-needle bind-off in order to continue ripping, which I didn't want to try to do while podcasting. (laughs) So why was this one an UGG for me? Nothing whatsoever to do with Hohe's fabulous pattern. So it is a fabulous pattern. It's a beautiful, beautiful sweater. I love how my Madeline Tosh Aaron in fragrant looks yeah, knit love up the into this sweater. It's gorgeous. And I will knit it again. So why do I have to knit it again? <laughs> because it's too big. It is, to refresh your memories, a circular sweater. And you start with the rectangle, which is the back panel. And then you knit the skirt perpendicularly to that rectangular back panel. And the skirt is one giant circle that goes around that rectangle. And then you knit sleeves, which connect the rectangle to the skirt, if that's making sense. So I had tried it on a little bit as I knit it, but you can't really tell until you join the skirt together how it's going to look on your body. It's just like knitting something in pieces when you can't Yeah, you can't. There's no way to know. You need to put it together and I even asked people in the forum who were knitting the sweater and who had knit it in the past to help me with sizing and we all determined that I should knit the second size because in order to determine the sizing on this sweater you measure the span across your back between your shoulder blades and my husband measured me many times and I kept measuring 
pretty long. And I thought to myself, I'm not that big of a person. So I'm surprised I need to knit the second biggest size because she gives you approximate, approximate bust measurements based on the back size. And in the pattern, it says to go big. You know, if, mm. if you're in doubt, go with the bigger size. So my so, question, how did he measure you? He took the tape measure and he went from one shoulder to the other based on, I don't remember exactly how she describes it in the pattern, but she describes how to measure yourself. Oh, she does. Oh, yes. Okay. So, and then hmm. I, again, I went to the knit along group and I said, okay, I have concerns about this and everybody, mm-hmm. not everybody, but a lot of people said, oh, you'll be fine. I knit hmm. the bigger size up and it was just fine. Well, it didn't work for me. So that's the reason this is an UGG and will be ripped and knit again in the smaller size because mm. I want this sweater in this yarn and, and I'm going to have it. it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so the reason I consider it to be too big because it is a circular sweater, so it is supposed to have a large collar. So the sweater, because it's a circle, it scoops down around your rear end and then comes up and is a big shawl collar at the same time. Well... The way it fits me as a shawl collar, it bunches up a lot around my neck and then the edges of the shawl collar still dip below my shoulders. And I really don't want them to dip down that low and I don't want it to be bunched around my neck. So that is the fit issue I'm Mm, having with the sweater. And the more people I asked about it, the more agreement I had. Once people got over the, we don't want to hurt your feelings, (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of help. And my online friend, Shannon, who's Knitwit41. Thank goodness people are honest. Honest. I know. It's so helpful. But Shannon had a great suggestion. She said when she hasn't knit, finished knitting hers yet, but she had the good fortune of trying one on in person before she cast on for hers. Mm. And she is knitting the bottom part of the skirt with a bigger needle and the top part of the skirt, which will be the shawl collar, in a smaller needle. I think that's a fabulous So do I. Thank you so much, Shannon, for that suggestion. I'm going to use that for sure. So I'll rip it. I will start with the smallest size back panel, and then I will knit it based with the two different needle size suggestions. And hopefully I will have the perfect opposite pole in the end. (laughs) And then I don't know if this would have helped you measure for this particular sweater, since you said that Hohe has specific instructions on how to measure. Mm -hmm. But when my students come to me asking how to measure their back, if they're measuring for any sweater or in particular one where you have to, where it tells you to size by the back, Mm -hmm. I have a strange way that I tell them to do. And this is going to sound very weird, but what I do is have them put pencils in okay. their armpits. Oh, sticking out back. So they're sticking out you. back. Okay. And then I measure pencil to pencil. Really? Yeah. Now, I think that would have given me an even bigger measurement. And, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't know if that necessarily would have worked for this particular sweater, but I have used that technique for some other sweaters that I have knit in the past, and I have recommended it to students when patterns did not give a method of measuring and it just said here's the back measurements pick your back measurement that's how okay. i've helped people do it i think what i'll do is i'll go home and i'll ask my husband to measure me that using that method as well and see, and see <laughs> just, for, just for um yeah you know the comparison right. and like i said don't know if it'll help for that right particular but that's sweater, a great idea but for other sweaters it has worked yeah it's at least another way to try and right. measure yourself right. if you're having right. doubts <laughs> and it's a more precise measurement too because you're if you put pencils in your underarms, they're always going to be in the same place, right? right. They're not going to get wider apart right. versus if you're trying to measure between your shoulders, well, what part of my shoulder right. blades? The exactly. outer part, the inner part? Exactly. So, so that was my big, sad face. <laughs> but again, I love the pattern. Hohe is brilliant and I am looking forward to having this in the end. I'm not super happy that I have to knit it again, even though Mike's philosophy is, yeah, you get to knit the yarn again. Yeah. (laughs) So what is, do you have one? Well, I do. I actually have a whole category. Really? In terms of things that I have knit that I never wear and that are no longer in my wardrobe anymore because I've given them away. Oh, that was smart. I went through, (laughs) I didn't, I shouldn't say I went through, I tried knitting at one point these ribbon shell 
ribbon yarn shells. Oh, you gave one to me. I did give one yes. to you. Uh, shells as in tank tops. Not necessarily a tank top, though. No, it's more a like shell. a t-shirt. Almost. More like a t-shirt, but yeah. a sleeveless t-shirt. It's you get you have full coverage, so it's something that you can wear. I think shells are people often wear them under suit jackets and oh, right. they're work appropriate type tops. But a ribbon yarn so that I have a little dressier look to it, and I just never wore them. And I've thought and thought about why I never wore them, and I think largely going back to the conversation we had last week i did not enjoy knitting with ribbon yarn oh. didn't enjoy knitting with the yarn therefore didn't really look favorably on, on the, the project right? that's the only thing i can figure because a shell is a nice addition to your wardrobe you can wear it under <laughs> Just things with it right. but you know it's it's a it's a versatile piece but i just never wore mine hmm. never never wore it so they have been given away regifted they're out there somewhere so you did not <laughs> repurpose the ribbon yarn i did which not you didn't enjoy i with. didn't that enjoy knitting choice. with it it was one of those things you just chalk it up to experience experience yeah how about you? Do you have anything else? Okay, I do have. See, now I just looked at 2012. I didn't look back in like the history of anything. <laughs> well, that's what Gail and I were kind of chatting about this topic via text, and I said, "Are you just looking at 2012?" And I can't even remember. And now I'm kind of sad that I have three from 2012. <laughs> okay, my next one that I consider kind of a personal fail is the Amand vest that oh. I recently knit. And again, it's because I don't wear clothes like that. I don't wear clothes that are shaped that way. I've always wanted to. You know that style that's kind of coming back into fashion right now where people wear a cute little vest over a t-shirt and it's kind of a cropped vest and it always looks really cute and fashionable. Well, that just doesn't look very good on me. <laughs> so as much as I want it to, it really doesn't. And the Amon vest also... It's bulky and it feels kind of bulky on my body and it would be really, really flattering on most people, but I just know I'm not going to wear it. I don't wear vests and I kind of knew that as I was knitting it, but I was so intrigued by the well, pattern. Well, you wanted to try it. Yeah. And that pattern had been in my queue for so long and I'd been attracted to the pattern for so long that I'm glad I knit it. And I know that I'm going to rip that out, and that yarn is going to become another Kalmec vest. Okay. Because it's the same base. Mm -hmm. It's the Malintosh yeah. Aran. Yeah. So I'll have my almost black one, which I'm wearing right now in Onyx, and then I'll have a cobalt blue one. Yeah. That would so, be nice. Yes. I'm looking... I shouldn't say I'm looking forward to ripping it, because that's not true. But I'm looking forward <laughs> to it being a new garment. Uh, right. Exactly. Right. So another one that I knit is also from several years ago, a garment from past. It's called the Wrap Front Pullover, and it's by Nora Gone. And most of you probably know and love designs by Nora Gone, and I saw this one. It was published in a Vogue knitting magazine in the spring-summer of 2005, and I fell in love with this piece, and it is a somewhat cropped, not really short, pullover with lace panels on the front and the sweater is very open like the lace front panels form a big overlapping V and they're quite intricate lace if I recall correctly it was it was true lace knitting in the sense that it was patterned on both sides. Both the knit and the purl side of the fabric, or the right side and the wrong side of the fabric, if you want to say it like that. So it was fairly intricate lace knitting. And the garment is really nice. I love the garment. Every time I look at it, I say, oh, I love that, because I love the yarn as well. I say, oh, I need to wear that more often, but for some reason I just don't. And I think I have a hard time integrating it into my wardrobe and I'm not really sure why it's just one of those quirky pieces that doesn't quite fit in with the way I dress I guess oh 
I don't know. I mean, it's a hoodie, so it has that casual feel to it. But then the sleeves are really big and drapey. Oh. So I always feel like I'm going to be dragging my sleeves through and, things. Mm -hmm. It, I don't know. It's something, it's not necessarily a cold weather piece. It's not necessarily a warm weather piece. It's kind of an in-between seasonal piece because it's too warm for summer it's not warm enough for winter so the the season that i can wear it is probably smaller i just have to keep trying i guess it's not a piece that i'm ever going to rip out because there is far too much lace and it was seamed together and i will never rip this piece out it would take far too much effort time to and effort yeah. and like i said i really like the garment every time I look at it or look at pictures of the original pictured in the magazine. It's very nice. I think what I need to do is look at other projects on Ravelry and see how other people wear it and oh, style it. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And plus, if you find like the one perfect outfit Maybe. to style it with yeah. in your wardrobe, that yeah. isn't something you would wear that often. But right. It's like, oh, okay, it really works with this pair of pants or right. this skirt or something. And then you'll know how to wear it. Yeah. It'll just be your go-to outfit for So that one's occasions. a little difficult because it's some undefinable quality. I like it. I like the yarn, but I just don't wear it very often. Sounds like a project. <laughs> Someday when you have just another, an extra hour to burn like that happens oh, yeah. very often. <laughs> Next time you're cleaning out I'll, your closet. I'll put that on my list. Yeah. Next time you're cleaning out your closet, maybe. Like, okay, yeah. I need to find yeah. just the right thing to wear with this sweater. Yeah. Do you have any others? I do have one more. The Ania Shrug that I knit. It's oh. a Cecily Glowick McDonald pattern that I knit with the beautiful Arroyo. That and doesn't surprise me. That one turned out so tiny. It's not even that it's tiny. I knit it, I put it in my closet, and I have never worn it. <laughs> never worn it. It's a, it'll be a great gift. Oh. I think it'll be a great gift. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I think it's a good, I think it's a good gift option because you have two young daughters. And if, mm. if well, but if they don't wear it, they might have... Friends a friend might. at some point, you know, hang on to it. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. This, teenagers are so difficult. They so. are, but it's a, I, it, to me, it's a young style. It is a young style. Maybe that's why I don't know if I'll actually wear it. I think mm -hmm. also the colors are not really hmm. normal colors for me. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I mean, maybe when the weather changes, I'll want to wear it. That's true, because you can wear it with tank tops. That's, that's what I originally thought yeah. I would yeah. do. So, again, a kind of undefined reason. Yeah. But maybe yeah. it just wasn't the right season. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it was. No, it's, it's one of those things that you can't really plan for because you love the yarn, you love the project, yep. and for some reason, you just don't wear it. It's... Well, and it was another one that I'd had in my queue for a really, really long mm. time, like the Amand vest, yeah. that I just really yeah. wanted to knit it. And also, I think sometimes, I know this happens to me, I get intrigued by perhaps a process mm -hmm. or some something about the way a garment might be put together. I want to learn a technique. I just want to try something. Or try and, a yarn. And that's what it might excite me about a project. Yeah. And it may not necessarily fit into my wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if I ever wear that or not. But right now it kind of feels like a fail. And it was funny that you mentioned teenage daughters and friends mm -hmm. because I knit the bell hat by Isolde Teague. It's mm -hmm. a little beret mm -hmm. that I knit years ago and it's really cute. It has the brim. You weave a grow grain ribbon through it I and then you tie it in a little that. bow. Yes. Super cute. And when I was going through my gift stash, that hat was there because I haven't worn it very right. much. And I pulled it out and said, Josie, try this on for me, please. Because she looks, both of my daughters look amazing in hats. They look really good in hats. Josie put that hat on and wore it for two days. Oh my She looks gosh. beautiful That's in awesome. It. And 
at school, one of her girlfriends who had a birthday the other a week ago or something, she said, oh, will you knit one of these for Sophie? Because Sophie really likes it too. And I said, actually, I won't because that was pretty expensive yarn. And, you know, yeah. I don't know if she's really going right. to wear it. So it right. seems a lot of effort to yeah. go to for her. But, yeah. you know, if we just went down to the Swift Stitch and bought a ball of yarn, it wouldn't have the same drapey. Oh, it was um, okay. hand, I want to say it was handmaiden, like oh. a silk content yarn. Okay. And it's in like a pink, orange, yellow blend of yeah. colors it's really a beautiful yeah. hat so and it yeah. just looks so pretty on her i yeah. was so thrilled that's great yeah that's great and then my last ones are just sweaters there are two sweaters in particular one is just called wrap cardigan and it's by diane susie and the other one was my caddy's sweater which i subsequently ripped out and made into buttercup oh and the only reason was that a wrap sweater also by the no way? it okay. was a pullover a cotton pullover, fairly, the top was knit really loose, so it was a warm weather pullover. Okay. But I just never wore it. And both of those, I look at those, and it was a bad match of yarn and pattern. Oh. Inherently, there was yeah. nothing wrong with the yarn. I didn't love the yarn. And I just don't think it worked out well for the pattern. Or maybe I just didn't love the yarn so I didn't love the garment. I don't know. Do you think that sometimes if you don't love the yarn, you end up not loving the garment because oh, you yeah. didn't like the yarn? Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. I think that happens a lot. You hear about people buying sale yarn because it was on sale yep. and making something and then not truly loving the garment. And was the sale purchase worth it if yep. you don't truly love the garment? I don't know. Or what my mom always says. My mom... She doesn't want to touch or be near any kind of acrylic yarn because she says if you're going to spend the time and put the effort into making a garment, you use something you love better. Yes. And for the most part, I agree with her. I do think acrylic yarn has its place for knitting the charity hats. I'm pointing to this big pile of charity hats we have on the floor. I think acrylic yarn is... I think that's a place for it because laundering may be an issue when you give garments away. Mm -hmm. But using a yarn you love, really important. Well, it's funny <laughs> you bring that up about the acrylic and the charity hats because I made a very freeing decision the other day. <laughs> I had a lot of acrylic left in my stash. And my aunt's charity group knits exclusively with acrylic. They mm. don't do any kind of superwash or anything. And I've determined I would rather knit with a superwash right. blend than 100% acrylic right. yarn. I do agree it has its purposes, but for my hands and my knitting time, I'd rather knit with something that is at least a blend. So I decided I was gifting to my aunt's charity group all of my remaining 100% acrylic yarn. And so, Gail told me that, and I said, oh, I have some for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, too, have a bag of... 100% acrylic yarn, you know, and none of this I have purchased. That's the thing. Oh. None of it is yarn that I have purchased. You know In how swaps or people just pass it people on. Well, just we got pass a bunch it on. from my aunt's yeah. charity group yeah. and from my other I aunt. tend to be the recipient of odd, odd. bags yeah. and odd lots <laughs> of yarn <laughs> because people say, oh, you knit, here, take this. Right. 95% of the time it is not at all a yarn you would ever pick I to would knit ever with. pick yeah. to knit with myself so along with Gail's decision I am gifting her aunt's knitting group my acrylic yarn I did find when I was going through this bag these bags I found one skein of 50% llama 50% wool that I had completely forgotten Ooh, came score. in a bag from Someone I don't even remember who. It was one of those. One right. Of those here's bags just this bag. It's says, a random bag yes, of yarn, here's right? some random yarn for you. And so there's one skein in there. So I will use that for something. But the rest you're free to take. Excellent. <laughs> yes, I will see my aunts this weekend and I will deliver all of the charity hats to the homeless Yay. shelter this week with Josie, too. Okay. Something we like to do at Christmas. So those were our fails slash uggs slash oops mm -hmm. projects. 
So to close up the episode today, I did want to again talk about the self-indulgent knit-along. <laughs> you guys have been awesome in the thread. It has been such a great thread. Hasn't it been? I have been loving seeing everybody's ideas and links to their potential projects. Yep. I and the it. different yarn you're showing. And oh, it's been so much fun. I, actually, I should have mentioned that in stocking because in, uh, I have spent quite a bit of time looking at people's links yes so. Me, so have i so have i the uh, gas what do you call the, them i call them the gasoline gardeners and they're revving right it up door. yes so we'll <laughs> revving it up quickly so self-indulgent knit along come join us we will kick the knit off off kick the knit along off on january 1st you do not need to cast on on january 1st that is a tradition that charlene has started that i think is awesome so i try to do it too but it will run from january 1st through march 10th which is my husband's birthday so it's an easy date for me to remember (laughs) and that gives us three a little over three months no two and a half months Two, two and a half yeah to knit anything for yourself that you want there are no rules regulations whatsoever one project per person anything you want as long as it's for yourself and we've had a couple people already donate some awesome prizes tammy from candy skein yarns is donating a skein of yarn thank you tammy you're awesome eviston michelle michelle is donating another skein of yarn like she did in our last knit along thank you michelle you're awesome also we may have a pair of double point signature needles that's in the right. prize package right. lots gail and i have been test driving some signature needles so next episode we'll have a little review for you and also a chance to win a pair and also some books and other things that have been accumulating in the prize bag so lots of cool prizes will be available and tammy from candy skein yarns very generously has offered all of us a 15% discount coupon code for anything we purchase from her store, Candy Skein Yarns. And remember, that's what I just finished my woolly wormhead hat with in her Juicy Sport, and I loved it! So <laughs> I'm taking advantage of the 15% off coupon. The code is Yarniax, and it has been turned on already, so starting December 11th, and she's offering it through January. So if you don't feel like you can buy yourself yarn at Christmas time, maybe you can after the holidays. And if you use that for the knit along, it's all that much more fun. Yeah. So thank you so much, Tammy. I'm really excited about that. And thank you everybody who listened today. We appreciate it. And I hope you're having a great time knitting for the holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>